You are tuned in to Lightworkers Lounge, tales of having a human experience in a spiritual world. What was your favorite part about that interview with Adele? When she said that people don't understand what it really takes to live for you and you have to completely... Uh, what's the word? Uh, dismantle. Dismantle everything about your life to then live for you. And yeah. what she meant was like basically looking at her kids and her husband and saying like, I'm sorry that I am going to break what seems like to be y'all, but I have to do this in order to find me because when I come back and be a, you know the best mother I can and all these things, I, I have to. I have to dismantle all this and you won't understand why Mm -hmm. until later. Later, yeah. I don't have children, but that's exactly how I felt when I was previously married. I just kept saying, I am breaking the cycle of divorce. The past three generations, dating back to like 1900, have all been divorced. Mm -hmm. And I, now in 2020, I'm stopping that. I am the one that's going to stop that. And I'll never forget when a psychic said... Sorry to be the one to tell you this, but you're not. Yeah. I was like, F off. Like, I don't believe you. In one ear, out the other. I am so... And I think that's why I my stubbornness got married, and then my stubbornness stayed married for five years, because it's embarrassing to admit, but the first six months, I knew. I should have left. But then my ego got in the way and was like, how would I return all these gifts? How would we tell our friends and family? Like, wow, we're going to look like Kim Kardashian here. Like... Mm-hmm. Britney Spears style, married under a year. Great. That, yeah. That'll look real good. Yeah. But when I got divorced, it was like, everything's fine. Yes. Like, what were we listening to? Something where they were saying, I'm, I'm not miserable, but I'm not happy. It was her. Was that it her? Was Adele. Yeah, she said oh, right golly. after that. She said right after that part of the uh, deal with Oprah, she said, I'm not miserable, but I'm not happy. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. How many times have we been in situations where it's like, this feels okay. This, this is all right. This, this definitely looks good on paper, whether it's a job, a relationship, a um, place you live, where you're like, this is all right. I, I, can, I can do this. I can make this work. But in those quiet moments where you're driving home by yourself or when you're home alone for just a minute and you're in your thoughts, it's like, I'm not happy. I look at all these people on social media or I watch movies or I just intuitively feel like this isn't all to life. Life just can't be like this. This can't be the rest of my life. Have you ever felt like that? Yeah, especially when you have <clears throat> especially when you have experiences. So like when you're stuck in your fishbowl for so long, you think that that's the world you have to live in and accept. But then you know, like somebody growing up in South Texas, never really leaving Texas, and then all of a sudden going to Moab or <laughs> somewhere, and it's like, oh, wow, I can really look back now and, and feel those times where I was thinking, this can't be it, but in your mind, in those this can't be it moments, it's like, well, this is it, because this is, you know, this is my life. I didn't get, you know, a different life like other people, so this is just... This is it. This is this is what I have to learn to love and accept. And but yeah, it's, it wasn't until I got out and started experiencing things outside of 
the norm that I realized that like, oh, I wasn't even living within the norm. I was just, I was living in my own little like matrix. Yes. <clears throat> and it didn't feel good at the time, but it really didn't feel good after the fact. And then when you look back and reflect it, it's like, oh, wow. I thought I was just unhappy, but I was absolutely miserable. Yeah. Wild, right? Mm-hmm. We don't know until we go out there and experience it. On the same hand, it can be detrimental because I'm speaking from my experience of I have just run around all my life, traveled everywhere, met hundreds of thousands of different types of people and personalities. Gosh, I went to four or five different universities alone, never mind living and growing up in two different areas of the country. But it can be bad because you meet new people and you're like, oh, well, I know that there's better people over here. Mm -hmm. You go to a place that you want to live at and you're like, well, wow, this place is pretty cool, but Florida's a lot better. And then I always want what I don't have because I know what's out there. So it's hard to just settle Mm -hmm. for anyone, any place, anything, because it's like this thirst for knowledge. And then that can go even deeper as in like some people are genuinely happy Mm -hmm. living like where they were born. Yeah. Yeah. Getting married to their high school sweetheart, yeah. staying put, working a job. Nine and five, yeah. Yeah, they're happy. They, they're fulfilled. We can't define their happiness for mm-hmm. them. But in my experience, though, even those people are kind of like peeking outside their front door like, what's out there? I think instead of our culture here in America pressuring people to go to university, we should, that sounds bad, but air quotes, pressure high school students to go travel. That Wouldn't that be cool? That doesn't sound bad. Like, That's the reality of what it is. Well, I mean the word pressure. Like, hey, go travel. Because what if some no. kids don't? What if they want to go yeah. straight into working at a factory or something because it feels safe and comfortable <sighs> for them? But I think mm. it should be just like public school and history class and science class are prerequisites to graduating and becoming an adult or going to college. I think traveling the world or at least your own country to just experience how other people do life. Yeah. It's so, so vital. It shouldn't be an extracurricular. Yeah. It should be mandatory. No, if 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 there's certain things that are mandatory when we're growing up as children into young adults into, you know, getting to where we're at today, like you, there, there should be things that are mandatory that allow you to really find yourself. Yeah. And sabbaticals. Yeah, traveling. Everybody should get one. <clears throat> traveling should be one. Absolutely. I don't care if children are children one day or the boy it doesn't matter if any of them ever come and say like i don't really think i want to travel anywhere i would still try and gently push them to go travel because most of the time we don't want to go see things because we're trying to stay stuck and it's not safe and Mm -hmm. we're scared um but once you get out there you don't have to travel the world the world it'd be beautiful to be able to to push yourself to that limit and go see completely different cultures but if not you can find so many right here in our own backyard backyard that it's it's um you know like when you lived in vegas Mm -hmm. i've never experienced this but even going to a chinatown Mm -hmm. like that's a culture shock in itself when you're Mm -hmm. from you know south texas or from new england or new england like (laughs) Yeah, so like... I needed a guide. I, w- I wouldn't have even known what yeah. to do. And meshing yourself in different cultures, they can be right in your own backyard. Everyone, I know where I in, where I grew up, everyone had a quote-unquote ghetto area, uh-huh. right? Go and mesh yourself in that oh, yeah. area or vice versa. If you come from a very, um, what most would call low-end this, 
go and mess yourself yeah. with the high in this. Like you, That's where I'm weird because I grew yeah. up on welfare in the quote-unquote ghetto. Yeah. And then I've also lived in the upper crust. Yeah. I've done it all. It's quite... Makes me a very well-rounded person, but also I think I have mental illness because it's like, whoa, I've experienced heaven and hell and abundance and lack and all of it. It does make it One human experience. And I will say that I think the perfect example of this, and this isn't even what I wanted to record about. Here's our problem. (laughs) But Are we even recording? uh, Yes, thank God. (laughs) The perfect example is when the pandemic hit. It was brand new in early 2020. And you and I took just like a three-day trip to Big Bend National mm-hmm. Park in South Texas. Yeah. Mexico border. Yep. Empty. Vast. No service at all. Your None. phones are just zapped when you go out there. So we were like, oh, shit. You kind of need it for the boys. I kind of need it for work. But what can you do? Yeah. We don't have Wi-Fi. We don't have it. So all right. Yeah. Phones off in the back of the car. Yeah. Let's just go out and have fun. And we did. And we had a blast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we still, just last night, we were talking about that memory, how fun it was. Yeah. But then... When we got back to civilization at the end of that day, late at night, and turned our phones back on, it was ping, 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 ping of so many fear-based messages. Are you guys okay? What's going on? I hear Texas is shut down. Do you have COVID? What have you? It just crazy. And we were like, what are they? We had no clue. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we knew there was a pandemic, but we didn't know to what caliber mm-hmm. because we were so talking to other people in the park, mm-hmm. going out on our own, swimming in a river, yeah. laying in the sun, eating strawberries, and yeah. just making funny videos. Just, you know, we pulled ourselves out of that matrix, even though we were still in Texas. We just went and did that. And it was like, why are you guys so scared? Yeah. And sometimes I wonder if that's how we are not so scared about this pandemic is because our foundation of it all is if you just take good care of yourself and you don't watch the news you don't read the yahoo articles you don't go on social media and get your news there either yeah you're fine what will be will be period if whether you're like whether you're very deep into christianity or you're in this new age spirituality or Mm -hmm. you believe in buddhism it doesn't matter i think they all pretty much say like God is going to do what he's going to do. And same with your spirit guides, same with every culture. Like, But it's a problem be, that I'm be. over here like, don't say the V word. Don't say the C word. Say jab. Say pandemic. I I mean, can we even say the P word? Because I don't want my body. I guarantee my Instagram, I'm already two strikes out of three for sharing like funny memes about COVID. Yeah, but it's it's. Humor is a way to heal regardless yeah. of, like of what it actually is. None of us truly know what. To get it in is. trouble for things like that, it's like, oh, that that's another problem that needs to be discussed. Yeah. Well, seeing Rob's deal the other day when I sent it to you was like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. And he yeah. didn't even say anything that was actually like... If people like me and him and like, hundreds and thousands of others get kicked off of Instagram, what, is yeah. it, what, it, what will it be? Nothing. Just whenever you click on a location to see where a cool picture was taken, it's girls' booties and boobies. It'll, it'll be the <laughs> next, yeah, it'll be the next media outlet. That's mm-hmm. it. Isn't that so... Bizarre that I couldn't share a funny meme about you couldn't even share the pandemic. Self. I couldn't even share my baby photos without yeah. being accused of child sex pornography. Yeah. It was insane. How do I get in trouble for that? But if you guys, if you have Instagram, pull it up, go to a photo of a beautiful beach or a beautiful mountain scene. Mm-hmm. And if the person tagged the location, click tap the location so you can go see where it is on a map and look at all the featured photos from that location 
every single time. We've tested yeah, it over every, and over. Almost every one. All of them. Yeah. There hasn't been one where we're like, oh, okay. Every single time, no matter if it's a snowy, cold location mm-hmm. or a beach and the hot, it's butts and warm thongs. sun. It is butts and boobies and yeah. thongs and duck lips and just pornography, essentially, because they're like yeah. string bikinis. And some of these girls look like they're 16 or 15 years old. Yeah. And how is that still up and not being reported? Yeah. But a little photo of me eating a pop- popsicle yeah. with you, my shirt off and a diaper is considered child pornography. Yeah, you as a woman are... are like, I even look like a boy because I'm so young. You can't tell if I'm a boy or a girl. Like, And my, my arm is so even weird to say this. It's covering my nipple because yeah. the way I'm holding my popsicle. That's weird. And I'm nipples like, are sexualized. what? Um, a nipple of a one-year-old. You're... You as a female or a male, like you're allowed to post whatever you want to post. But the scary part is that the way that everything gets censored and pushed towards some narrative, that's the scary part. Right. Like, it's not the scary part to me isn't that there's a ton of women out there taking pictures that they don't need to take. Like you're beautiful without taking these fucking pop your booty pics. But the scary part about it is the way that, yeah, social media makes sure that they are seen are featuring those yeah. so when people go there it's like oh sexual i want to go there i want to experience that right like who's in cahoots with who who's tied yeah. to who There's i mean something... i'd go somewhere if there was more pictures of food right like, or just incredible landscape photos, yeah. yeah that's what but and like think of all the predators that come from young 15 16 year old girls with these perfect bodies mm-hmm. just popping them out there yeah. lifting their boobs like what kind of people is that going to draw to that location? Yeah. People who is. might actually steal a child. Yeah. Right? I 100% agree. It's pushing It's pushing a narrative, period. It's sketchy. Yeah. So everyone listening to this, I'm def- I will always do this podcast because it is my firstborn. <laughs> but Instagram, it's. I think it's going to be a thing of the past. It's getting tough. It's getting tough. It's, getting it's tough been like for that everyone. for years. I'd say the two to three years, we've all kind of felt like I'm addicted to it, and it's such a good way to stay connected to people. It's how we met. Jeez. Yeah. It's such a good way to stay connected and learn, which is catapulted into the subject of this episode. But it, it's it got to be reinvented or something. But truthfully, even if it's reinvented, I just don't want it at all. I just want to go out and talk to real people. Yeah. I want my real life to be Instagram. <laughs> you know how I always say, like, if I had a massive following, like I'm really good at, you know, because of my life and just things that have attracted towards me for you know, the reasons that I'm trying to figure out. But like if people were bashing me and I had this large platform, it wouldn't affect me. But the problem is I would spend all day defending something that I shouldn't even be defending. So then whether the people I'm helping that might people, not even be real. Yeah. Whether I'm helping people or yeah, Joe Rogan actually proved that a lot of these negative things are, are bots to drive a negative theory uh-huh. to then get you to YouTube or uh-huh. Google. And it's just it's hard. It's you hard. Can't. You like, taught me this. If every day you have energetic currency, you have like ten gold tokens. Mm-hmm. If you're spending two of those out of ten on responding to comments from people you don't even know, yeah, you're wasting so much energy. That's why I self parent or reparent myself. Is I don't read comments on Lightworkers Lounge. Yeah, that's a so my post yesterday where I put you have twenty seven thousand three hundred and something dollars in your lifetime. Okay, Virgo, break it down. Let's make it simple. Like that was let's put that's ten a dollar, gold coins. That's a dollar for every day. Jesus Christ! And I only have like half of that left. So, yeah. I guarantee you, people listening are like, "What?" No, there's Virgos They're listening that are going, <laughs> "My dude." <laughs> yeah. People are no. 
Most people are going, wait, scratching their head and rewinding. Like, what did he just say? Well, they just learned something. Okay. Well, the reason for wanting to record this, I only want it to be like 10 minutes and here we go. Ten minute intro. <laughs> uh, is the toxicity of Instagram psychology. This is something that you and I mm. have experienced and been really talking about in the last 30 <laughs> days. Started in Libra season. Yeah. And um, then my best friend brought it up randomly the other day. And then I sent you a video last night of a mm-hmm. podcast talking about it. And I'm like, okay. That's when I decided last night, I'm like, okay, we got to wake up, get a coffee and record this. Because this is, this needs to be said. Um, Instagram psychology can be very toxic. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the word toxic, I think our relationship for the past 30 days has been pretty toxic. I agree. Yeah. And I think a lot of people listening are probably like, what? You guys are perfect. Your vote, your photos, and no. your videos are so like, you guys are hashtag goals. Yeah. Maybe we should take some pictures in the other 20 days out of the month or 15 days. That's what I was days. telling you. Part of our issue has been <clears throat> pictures that you found and I'm like, they're highlight reels. Yeah. Nobody comes in when you're sitting in the kitchen having a gnarly fight and takes a picture of it. If they did, you would see the whole sphere. You're just seeing one side of earth. You're not seeing all the other sides of it. Yeah. So our relationship, it could be two hours and what we've been battling through as a couple, battling and growing through. Um, We've lied to each other. Mm -hmm. We have both looked at each other in the two years of being romantically involved, three years as friends. Well, we both looked each other in the eyes and lied, um, and lied about the lie. Yeah. We have both, like, you have gone through some of my personal things without asking. I have been very mentally confusing for you, being like, I love you, I don't. Mm-hmm. I want to have children with you, I don't. Yeah. I'd love to get married to you, and never will. Yeah. Um, we've just done some not so mature, responsible, respectful things. We won't go into details, but those are the the basis of, yeah, and we've both been very nasty with each other with our words. Yeah. Yeah, Um, we have. I'm very glad we never get to physical abuse. We really don't even shout at each other, but our words are definitely sharp. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Yeah. And um, I've been suffering from depression from some anxiety healing my adrenal fatigue you've been suffering from some depression as well and just confusion and feeling lost and so you put those two energies in a pool and it's just put them in a tiny motorhome put them in a tiny motorhome okay we love momo Mo, this year living in her had its highs and its super low lows but um i wouldn't recommend it unless you are living in a motorhome and you don't have a job you don't work for yourself or you just have I only recommend living in a motorhome if you have money and your entire days are spent on survival meaning cooking cleaning finding water finding propane yeah fixing things other than that you you just can't like people like us we have so many businesses and projects Mm -hmm. we need the luxuries that we are blessed to have of a dishwasher of a washer and dryer for all of our clothes and things like it definitely it's not our lifestyle it'll definitely bring a, a greater appreciation for the things that you do have once you have them or that you did have. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I wouldn't recommend van life or motorhome life or any of it unless mm-hmm. you can devote can more devote than half of your day to, to washing dishes and unhooking tables yeah. and 
cleaning the it's just and you're then, single uh, there would be the other thing if you're a single person mm-hmm. whether you work or not and you just want to go see things great do it if not laundry is half a day or a full day yeah. depending how much you have you gotta get cord and it's expensive laundry adds up yeah you gotta wash bedding and pillows and if oh, you yeah. want to if you want to learn to process and handle your stress responses mm-hmm. go ahead and live in a motorhome but so that definitely didn't help but our relationship has been toxic yeah. And really the whole two years, you know, if you stretched out our relationship like a long fruit roll up, there's just been little holes of toxicity in it. Mm-hmm. Not the whole time for sure. Our our good and our respectful far outweighs the toxicity. But the fact of the matter is there's little termites in our mm-hmm. foundation, so to speak, that need to be plucked. And I think for the past 30 days... We hired an exterminator called Libra season and eclipse season and come through and say, yeah, this one's got to go. This one's got to go. Well, it also, and a lot of it started, which I didn't like how it started, but a lot of it started from what you were getting at with this podcast is me looking at, I won't mention posts or anything, but me looking at a post and seeing like, okay, I feel this way right now. This person is very good, like self-help <clears throat> this, yeah, guru. This, this person is is somebody that I think I can look up to in this way. So let me take their advice that they just posted. Let me really think about it. And then let me go implement it. To my relationship. To my relationship. Mm-hmm. And I did. And after I did, we had some toxicity with each other. And then after that, I sat down and thought, Wow. I just took toxic advice and gave more toxicity in my relationship when now that I'm outside of the fishbowl in this moment, I should have done the complete opposite of what I just did. Do you remember what it was? Yeah. Um, well, should I say that? It was, so the post said just something along. Summary. Yeah, it said something along the lines of like, you know, I feel like if you feel like your partner um, has been doing more of work or more of like all these other things outside of your relationship. And you should then, you know, walk to your partner and say, Hey, I feel like you're giving more energy towards work, not as much towards a relationship. And that hurts my feelings. Mm-hmm. So although it was a very kind delivery, it was a toxic delivery. It's feeding codependency. Yeah. It's feeding codependency, but it's, it's leading you to believe in that post that as a man, this is how you should come to your partner and say, hey, I'm sad because you're working more than you are showing affection in our relationship. Mm-hmm. But when you really sit and think about it, it's like, that's me taking that person from being an individual and making them mine. mine. Codependency. Yeah. So although it looks good and the, and the way and the person it came from was like, oh, I can trust this advice. Mm-hmm. The problem is... It was, it was feeding horrible advice. Your code, well, it was feeding, it's not horrible because there's so many great areas with it. Like, let's say that I had a job outside of the home. Mm-hmm. And so let's say I woke up, I just gave you a quick kiss and I was out. At yeah. 6 a.m. I was gone and I didn't come home until 10 p.m. Yeah. And then I got home and I was like, hey, listen, I'm so tired. I don't yeah. want to have sex. I don't want to have dinner. I just want to go to bed. Okay. Mwah, good night. Yeah. Then you have every right to, after a week of that, be like, yo, yeah. I ha- we haven't even had a conversation this week. Yeah. But when you are with someone in a motorhome and you spend all your time with them or you're with someone every single day and you do spend a lot of quality time with them to then say, if they go out and work late one day, like, hey, you're choosing that over me. You know, but still, even after the fact, when I really thought about it, it's like, what if you were writing your book right now and your book makes you so happy and for the next 24 days, you're like, hey, look, 
I may not show you much affection. I may mm-hmm. not even be around a lot because I'm going to go do what I love. If I'm a healthy partner on day 14 when I'm like, oh, I kind of want her to love on me. I really like, but I know she loves this. You wouldn't go to you and pull you out of that moment and say, hey, I'm struggling. I know you told me like, this is what you love, but like, I just need you to be affectionate and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. That's very, um, I don't know. That's kind of selfish. It is. Because and- if, I, if you're doing, now if you're not doing something you love and you're just avoiding the relationship, that's one thing. But if you're doing something you love and I support who you are and what you love. You love to see it. Then I love to see that. Right. I think I and that, like say you were on a fishing tournament that was a week straight mm-hmm. and like we barely even got the text. I think I would, I would love it to see you in your element, in your happy place. Like I always tell you that that can pull me out of anxiety or mm-hmm. depression is your smile. But I think I would be like, hey, when you get home, can we plan like a day? No dogs, no kids, just yeah. us to like no phones. Yeah. Just like so I have something to look forward to. Yeah. But it, it is. And depending on the mindset that you're in, when you get on Instagram, like oh, let's say you, yeah. let's say after our fight the other day at this kitchen table that we just left to go to break and we're scrolling through Instagram, our egos are like, find something. Find we're something. looking for validation. Find something to prove that you're right yeah. and they're Asshole. You don't even have to scroll anymore. <laughs> I was going to say, you, let me just open it right no, now. I promise you, as I left the other day after our fight, you know what was popping up? <laughs> what was popping up on my Instagram was sponsored ads over and over that were posts Stop it. for relationships. That's why I started sending you some of those what so you could see those. But those, those were actually posts that I didn't even tap, scroll, nothing. They just started popping up and it was like, how to heal your relationship. Your partner should be blah, 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 blah. And uh, some of them were really good advice. So I'm not going to say Instagram was hurting me in that moment. But like the fact is I didn't even have to scroll to find things that then were just about what we had issues with. Wow. Yeah. And so like I'm, I just opened Instagram right now to find one and show you like how toxic these can be. Let's see. Here's one. You're in a bad moment. Let's again, let's pretend I'm in a really bad moment. Okay. Sexual tension will have you so fucked up and delusional. Have you seen connections and potential and people you should have nothing to do with? Yeah, Capital. and just imagine, just imagine if I were writing a book right now, so all week long I haven't had sex with you, right, I right. haven't even had that tension with you, but you have, and then you go on to read this before having a conversation with me, you would look at this and go, you know what? You're right. I should have nothing to do with him. No, like, I'll, let me... Out of, straight out of my mouth. Go ahead. Like, I'm in the first half of my menstrual cycle, so <laughs> I'm definitely in the mood. I'm like, hmm, come mm-hmm. here. I am. So I am feeling not sexual tension, but like chemistry. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking at you as a dime piece. That's because I'm a sexy messy. <laughs> but I'll read this after, you know, we just had some gnarly issues the past two days that I'm still kind of like mentally clearing out. So I'll read this and think, yeah, I definitely got sexual chemistry with him, but it's making me fucked up and delusional. It, it's having me see a connection and potential in a man that I should have nothing to do with. But what if, like that, I did post something about this, like you can still have fun and have sex with someone, but not forgive them because that's mm-hmm. actually a way of rebuilding trust and yeah. connection. Yeah. Yeah, but you could. You could read I, that But right I could read that and be and like, go, you oh, know what? no, I'm not having sex with him. He is toxic. Yeah. I'm not going to have sex with him. De- he my, doesn't deserve this. My estrogen is making me delusional. Yeah. His massive legs are just <laughs> screwing with me. But it is. There's one quote that goes around here like, if someone can't give you what you deserve, leave. 
And it's like, it's, oh, no. no. That quote Do you know what up, I'm talking about? That quote popped up the day I was on my run after we had our talk that morning. And, and we don't, like, we don't fight, fight. Oh, like, even you. that day, even that day where I came to you and said, hey, are you falling out of love with me? Mm-hmm. And then you gave me a response, and then it turned into me realizing why I even had that conversation, which was wrong. After I went on my walk, that post came up. Oh, my God. And it's the most used one, and it said... Someone can't if, give you what you need? No. It says, <laughs> it says something along the lines of, you're not asking for too much. Oh. You're asking the wrong person. Oh. So in the wrong... And, and it's a beautiful quote, but in the wrong moment, you take that and you're like, you know what? Yeah, Steph is the wrong person. Because she, she wants to work. She wants to go she, see her friends instead yeah, of love on me. Yeah, Fuck she would her. much rather... You know what? There's a woman out there who will give me codependency to the max. <laughs> and that's what I deserve. But then what happens is you really yes. think about it and you're like, wait, I don't want codependency. I want somebody who loves me. Who is me independent. And who is pushes independent me to really want yeah. them but not need them. So, so when my partner's working too much, when my partner wants to go fish or see their yeah. friends, I say, okay, I'll miss you, but I'm going to go do yoga. Yeah. I'm going to go see my friends. Yeah. It, it, but, if you, in the, but if in a healthy, <laughs> it's like going to therapy. If in a healthy moment I read that, I would think, wow, I'm not asking too much. I'm asking the wrong person. Maybe I'm asking the wrong person. Me. Ooh, Maybe it has nothing yourself. to do with you. Yeah. So yeah, these posts are scary sometimes. It's it's toxic Instagram psychology. Now, some of it is really, really good. Instagram, it's up to you. Yes, it's all about your eyes. Mm-hmm. It's all about getting grounded and who you are and reparenting yourself. If you are fucking fuming after a fight or if you're crying and feeling so confused over a partner, don't go on your phone. Yeah. Go for a walk at the park. Oh, even better, go to a yoga class, go to a painting class, go to a kickboxing class, whatever. Be around real people with real conversations. Yeah. Only go on Instagram when you are feeling good. When you're bored, but everything is fine. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just going, like, here we go. Here's a quote. Love didn't hurt you. Someone who doesn't know how to love hurt you. Don't See? confuse the two. And no matter what moment you're in, that right there. It's like you got with a partner who hurt you this bad because you don't know how to love. Yeah. So they don't know how to love. Of course, this is right. But you also don't because you fell in love with someone who was emotionally unavailable. Why are they so attractive to you? If you're triggered right now, I hope you take a look in the mirror because I can see people being like, no, they hurt me. Look, no, I'm no, sorry. I can't stand it. I go ahead and follow me if you guys don't agree. It's all good. Much love to everyone. But I so disagree with all of these narcissist abuse accounts. Are you yeah. a survivor of narcissism? I'm sorry. I just, I, I have been the victim of this. So I feel yeah. like I have grounds to speak on it. I look in the mirror and say, I woke up every day and chose to mm-hmm. be with that person. Yeah, I've been on both sides of it. I can I promise I have been a narcissist and I've been on the other side. To be there. Yeah. Nobody, he, this person, he did not tie me down to a bed and say, you have to stay here and put up with my abuse. Yeah. I chose to. Why? That's all on me. That's for me to say, wow, why do I find a narcissist so addicting and alluring? And so, like, I know it, the mental abuse of them is like, I hate you, I love yeah. you, I hate you, I love you. But you've got to parent yourself and have enough confidence and self-esteem and motivation to leave yeah it it, i know no one's born a narcissist no i think uh well there's one zodiac sign that is but i'm not (laughs) um but i think 
again, if you're triggered right now thinking like, well, no, this person manipulated me so much. There it is. They manipulated you, which means you manipulated you. Like it has nothing. And if you're in a physical abusive relationship, I'll say that's definitely different in a way. Yes. Yeah. That. When you we get are not scared, talking about that. Yeah, when you get scared to a point for your life, I could understand why you're like, I am not leaving. I'm not. Yes. Emotional abuse is shitty. It's hard. It's tough. We've all been on both sides of it. I can promise. Please but, seek help. And then once you are safe and away from it, yeah. don't go join a survivor group because it's just going to be people validating the reasons why you stayed. Therapy. Some type of therapy. Like mm-hmm. a one-on-one therapy. But also, once you heal and your heart feels okay and safe, just look at yourself and say, how can I never fall in love with someone like that again? Yeah. We've both been there. Please remember, this is not about physical abuse. We've actually been talking about visiting women's shelters lately because it's something um, we're passionate about over here is physical abuse towards women or in relationships, period. So, I want to use the women's shelter... um, in a sense, for me to go see what women go through, what women go through mm-hmm. on on all spectrums, because I'm sure there's going to be women and children there that are only coming from mental abuse, and there's yes. going to be tons there from yes. physical abuse. Talk to them, and to see what one does, and if they both basically do the same, and to better understand myself, uh-huh. because the yeah. last thing I want to ever do is unknowingly or knowingly. Put somebody in that same shelter, yeah, because of me just being, you know, toxic masculinity. Toxic. Yeah, um, yeah. You, I mean, I've said some nasty things to you a long time ago, but the other day you said some pretty. I mean, they weren't nasty. Like when you guys listen to this, don't think he was like you fat cunt. No, or like nasty things. You've never said anything like that. It was just not nice things. Just yeah. disrespectful things, and um. It did make me feel like, whoa, this is not the person I know. I'll say what I, I said. in love with. I don't care. I want to keep it private. Okay. Just between us. We share so yeah. damn much. We have to learn boundaries with yeah. what not to share because remember, these people are, are going to take it and create mm-hmm. their own narrative and their own story with yeah. it. So it was just not so nice things. And it was about money. It wasn't about yeah. per, like anything personal it was money and things money and things money and objects yeah like well i bought you that so therefore if you leave cash me out yeah just things like that where um you know i was just hurt because i was like yes you have done so much for me you have gifted me so many incredible things to help with my life and my career how could you just say i'm taking them back just because you want to go take a break for 30 days it was like this is not yeah, you were and, questioning, was it ever unconditional? Yeah. In that moment, it's just like a huge mental breakdown of, wow, I've been in love with someone I don't recognize. That is scary. Why does this keep happening to me? Um, but then when you explained after we both broke down, like, I'm so sorry that I said that, but I have been used financially by women all of my life. And so I just put their face on yours in that heated moment and projected onto you what I should have said to them back then. Yeah. And I understand that. And it's very, we are very blessed that we have a year of friendship before Mm -hmm. any sexual or romantic connection at all. Because with that blessing comes, we can say, okay, fuck it. We're not romantically linked. You're not my boyfriend. I'm not your girlfriend. We're friends. Like, come on, tap back into that with me. We're friends. And then if I do that, I'm able to say, oh, 
that makes sense. Yeah, you, uh, how it all surfaced when you lied to me, I then used everything in my past to then project onto you. And then when we sat on the beach, and it was basically in my mind on the beach, it was like, okay, well, I don't deserve her. I don't know how she feels. If she is leaving and this is it, then I'm sitting next to my best friend right now. Yeah. What conversation would I want to have with my best friend? Yeah. And it may still be about real things, but I'm going to make sure that I don't project. I'm just going to sit here as her best friend and say how I feel, why I feel how I feel, and you let me know how you feel. And it was in that moment that I felt like I was talking to my best friend again. Period. Yeah, like it made me cry. Because no matter what we do to each other, say to each other, like even, I always, I said this on the beach, and I'll say it right now on this stage, is that if I walked in and found out you were cheating on me, obviously I would just be gut-wrenched and oh mm-hmm. Scorpio moon betrayal but I, I mean it when I say it after just one week of not being near you I would be your friend I would never be your lover again but I would be like are you okay do you need anything yeah I would be the I'm same I'm always here for you and after me saying what I said the other day um, after it was all settled and had I just had a punching bag or some outlet that I could have just been like you know what five minutes give me a break I'm going to go release what I feel yeah. anger right now, and I'll be back. After it was all said and done, I know the same. If I, if you ever did the worst thing imaginable to me, I would be upset, hurt, but then once it all settled, I would still come back and say, hey, do you need me to send you a laptop? I saw that you saw the other day that yours crashed again. Mm-hmm. Do, you, yeah. do you need me for emotional support? If so, I'm here. Oh, my God, I, and I would want, I could cry just saying this. Ew, I don't want to cry on the microphone. <laughs> But I want to know the boys like for the rest of their life. I yeah. want them to be teenagers who have my number. Yeah. To where if they're like, ugh, my mom and dad suck. Can we come see you? Yes. Yes, you can. <laughs> and if that's and if that's the case and that's the ultimate thought at the end of the day, then it, it needs to be you need I, I gotta be aware of these kind of things now and say, Okay, well she wants to be with me long term. So how do I be the best version of me mm-hmm. so I don't fuck this up? Yeah, we both have pretty sharp tongues. God, we're too we smart. Our Mercury, we're too fucking smart. Your Mercury's in Virgo, my Mercury's in Sag. You get those two in a boxing ring, and it is just... Your Mars is Aries, mine is... Virgo. Virgo. So I light the fire, and you say, all right, we're tending to it. Let's do it. I got data on data on data, and I'm like, I'm just going to punch you in the face and call it a day. Like, <laughs> what are we doing? You want to show me your spreadsheet? Okay, I'm going to suck your teeth. Kaboom! Fuck yeah. your computer. <laughs> No, but uh, for people listening, they're probably like, well, you lied? Yes, I lied. And I lied about dating someone before, right before we got together. So I've never, we've never cheated on each other. Nope. There's never been any breach of trust sexually nope. or emotionally with other people while we've been together with each other. But there was a relationship that I was in prior to becoming romantically involved with Baby J here. And it I just, lied about it because I was embarrassed about it. It's it just sim- Simply put... It was not someone I would usually date, and it was an embarrassing little fling that I was like, Ugh, I'd like to just move on from this. That was just like a two-week thing. I am so over it. It doesn't bring any value to it. And yeah. I can understand why you would be like, why would you hide that from me? We were best friends. Like, is it is it something more than just that? Because 
Like, I understand your side. And then I was like, why do you care about things I've done before we were in a relationship and ring around the rosy, pocket full of posies? Yeah, it was my trauma. It was my trauma saying, like... It was all of ours. Because I understand why you were traumatized, but your trauma turned a snowflake into a snowman, which made me like, come on, stop. Like, we have got so many beautiful things we're creating right now. Yep. But... Like you beautifully said, like, give me time to heal. I will heal. I just can't do it overnight because this is pretty, like, whoa. And I understood completely that's, after talking about it. That's but. the other part of the of the healing journey within relationships with people is, is your intimate relationship. One small thing to one person is something big to another. And your small thing, mm-hmm. um, like I said, my small thing may be nothing to you and your small thing may be nothing to me, but big things to you may be nothing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I can't, and I've had these moments where it's like, why are you upset about this? That's nothing. And it's like, wait, that's me making what I think is nothing, yeah. nothing. And that, and it's something to you. So I've, yeah. I've, I've got to respect your something. That's hard to do also. Yeah. Oh, here's a good quote. Healthy love exists and it's worth being patient for. Well, there you go. But if you were in a tough moment with somebody and you saw that, you would immediately, in my mind, I would I would think, you know what? I think I just need to be patient for something better that's coming. Or what if we were super toxic, like physically abusive, emotionally yeah. abusive to each other, and we had this addiction to each other even though we knew, like, this is bad, bad. And then we saw this. Be How patient. do love exist? And it's what, just stay. Mm-hmm. Just be patient. be patient. This person will fall in love with their potential, yeah. not They'll who they are. They'll stop punching you in the face. Yes. Yeah. It, it, so again, that could be toxic. Or for us, it can be like, yeah. Healthy love exists. We do have it. It's worth being patient for to keep tending to it. So it's not right, but it's not wrong. It's all about the mindset that you go. Now I'm scared to post on Lightworkers Labs because I'm like, shit, how is somebody going to take Perceive this? Mine. It, it, well, there's the thing. It's not the energy in which you post something is always out of love. The way somebody perceives it and takes it is for them to determine like what mental state they're in when yeah. they perceive it because I, I, I guess that'd be the question I ask myself every time I read something I would say wait stop drop five minutes how am I feeling yeah. right now while I'm reading this and literally I would write it down and be like I'm feeling upset and angry Yep. so what am I going to take from what I just read I'm only going to feed my upset and angry mm-hmm. if I'm happy and joyful then I'm probably going to look at that and yeah. become more happy and joyful yeah so yeah. Instagram psychology, Whew. yeah. You got it. You got to be rooted for it. I think they can be applied to anything. Yeah, really. It's all. It all starts, ends, begins with you. Every relationship you're in right now. If you're in a situation, whether it's living or with family, uh, a situation with a romantic partner that's toxic, take it from a Sag and a Virgo. It's you. But think about that. But oh, I feel like I'm going to get in so much no. trouble saying that. People are going to be like, I don't have the financial means to leave. You don't Again, know what it's like to be you. a single mom of three kids. Again, gotta... that's on you. Like, I know. But remember how hard it is to hear. It, th- when you're triggered, you need to hear what you just heard. So I don't know yeah. how many times I've even told you. How many mm. times have I looked at you and said, mm. you got to fix your shit? Quite a few. Exactly. <laughs> and when I say that. You're never wrong. I'm saying it from a place of love. But whatever emotion you're in in that moment, you're going to take it and feed that fire. Usually my Sag is like, well, you're right. Sometimes, but if I catch you in a moment where you're depressed or sad, you're going to look at me and go, how could you say that to somebody who is hurting right now? It's Mm -hmm. like, oh, you're you're right. But ultimately, it's on you. 
I can't do it. No, I can't. Yeah. I'm a baby. <laughs> Adele vice, song. And vi- yeah, and vice versa. I've had these moments with business where I'm like, oh, I'm struggling. I don't know what to do. And then when yeah. you look at me, you're like, hey, I'm not going to let this flame go out. You can be a little firm. But once it's all said and done, if I look at me, I'm like, God damn it, I love her. <laughs> I love her for sure. But we have boundaries where we'll sometimes we'll look at each other with tears in our eyes and say, you're right, but I'm not in a headspace yeah. to have tough love. I just want you to hold me and rub my head and treat me like a five-year-old because I'm very vulnerable yeah. right now. And Please then, see me again yeah. later. <laughs> and then be rough with me later. Exactly. But that's part of understanding yourself enough to verbalize like, hey... I know I need this right now, but I can't. Handle but I can't it. handle it right now. Give me a little bit, and then come back at me later with it. That, God, look at our level of self awareness. Well, it'd be nice to have that level of self awareness when I <laughs> don't have it. Well, that's the ultimate challenge is anger. Yeah, that is the ultimate challenge of oh, you think you're so spiritual? You think you're so self aware? Let's. Yeah. What there's a quote? You think you're so peace, love, and namaste? Go spend holidays with your family. Well, and even even the people <laughs> that's an look, Instagram quote that's not toxic. Even the people we look up to, that have had those moments. I won't mention his name, but like a guru, everybody loved him. Mm-hmm. Did something really messed up mm-hmm. out of probably anger, mm-hmm. and then had to then realize like, oh wow, like I'm very toxic. Mm-hmm. Now I've got to build myself back up with the awareness that I found. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that was all we want to talk about today for uh, two hours now. It's just, yeah, Instagram toxicity. I'm reading my quotes now on Lightworkers Lounge. They're pretty neutral. They're pretty well, neutral. Well, click that one. How do I get over someone I can't stop thinking about? Oh, that was a podcast I recorded. How do I get that's over someone quote. I can't? Oh, okay, that's yours. And then the caption was just, just listen to this week's episode. See if you have one that's... I really do. You're really Except neutral. I am. Because I've tried to be Accept people as they are, but place people people where they belong. But see, if I were to read that in a long moment, I would say, you know what? She lied to me. She lied to me. She hurt my feelings. Place her in my past. Exactly. Place her where she belongs. She belongs at my feet. Yeah, in my past. Not with me right now. Yep. But that's not the reality. Yeah. The reality is if I'm upset, then I need to really look at something. Right. Wow, I was going to say, who's that stud? Oh, that's, that's you. Just kidding. Here's a quote. There you go. It's not, oh, I love him. Words are vibrations. James. Yeah, he is so good. James McRae. Yeah. I got to get him on the podcast. Mm-hmm. His Instagram is at words are vibrations. He just posted this like a minute ago. It's not trauma. It's a war wound. You're not a victim. You're a warrior of light here to transmute the pain of the world into love. Thank you for your service. Depending on the state you were in, again, you could, if you're sad, you could look at that and say, but it is my trauma. Yeah. You don't know me, James. It is my trauma. Like, oh, my favorite one is kind of fucking twisted, but oh, when some of these spiritual accounts say, everything happens for a reason, and in hindsight, you'll see why. I love mm-hmm. when people are like, really, bitch? Yeah. You think a kid getting molested and raped, it happened, happened for, for a reason, reason and yeah. they'll soon see why it happened for them, not yeah. to them? And I'm like, ah, you're not wrong. I love that debate. So it's like... It depends on the context. Depends on the context Mm -hmm. completely. Yeah. But then if somebody reads a quote like that and sees it as 
are you fucking kidding me? A woman's getting raped right now. A kid is locked in a room next door, starving to death. And yeah. you think that things happen for people, not to people. Yeah. And then they end up hating spiritual people, thinking that they're so peace, love, care, bear, light. Yeah. It's like, okay, stop, drop, and analyze the lens mm-hmm. that you're wearing in your subconscious yeah. to view everything as that brash and negative. So if someone were to say that to my face, I would simply look at them and say, what happened to you? So yeah. that every quote that is just beautiful and means something simple as that has to do with violence and rape and mm-hmm. right because yeah. they're wearing a lens that's the lens that they view the world through is things like that yeah so yeah you the quotes you come across are normally going to validate yourself in a way so if you look at what it's actually validating you'll find your answer you know well the night we were sitting there it has nothing to do with the quote but you were saying, if you could give your mom any advice right now, what would it be? Oh, my God. And I started to write out in my head the advice that I would give my mom. And then I thought to myself when I stopped and I looked at you, I was like, oh, my God. This is this is me going back to little baby Jay and finding my traumas and what I wished my mom would have done. Yeah. And it was like... Yeah, yeah. Go to your parents right now. And if whether they're married or dating or whatever they are in their relationships, what advice would you give them so if you're listening to this and your parents are married you may some of you may say they're happily married you there's something there's something you would tell me if they're happily married you probably say hey go out mom go on a trip without dad Mm -hmm. i know you guys are in love and you're locked together but go do something without him and so now take that and go look in the mirror wow i never saw independence Mm -hmm. i only saw codependency Mm -hmm. oh my god this is why i can't let my partner go do anything and what did you tell your mom when she was like i'm dating someone new and you're like awesome well this time i said um let him be a man it's not all about sex it's not all about sex physical touch he doesn't have to spend all his time with you let him be a man now turn that into the mirror no i don't want to see that mirror (laughs) No, absolutely not. Do you not always say, touch me more, give me physical touch. Yeah. If you don't touch me for a whole two days, yeah. it means you don't love me. Not two days, like three and a half. But <laughs> yeah. No? Yeah. When I, in that moment when I said that and then you were looking at me as I was saying it, I was looking back at you going, oh my, oh my God. God. And then I was like, wait, let me try it. Yeah. Okay. If mama came to me for Thanksgiving, I was yeah. like, I'm dating a new guy. The first thing I would say is, don't be mean. Be more kind. You said it. You were like, give him physical touch. Yeah. Show him affection. And I can be mean. I know. <laughs> right? I know. That was a huge... I don't because know what therapists tell you to do that, but... Parents. No, I came up with that. That was really My good. other thing I came up with is when you're doing an Instagram Q&A, answer each question as Ooh. if it's your child asking. Yes. A child... If you're not old enough to tap into what it's like to feel like your child reading it, somebody you really love, your brother, your sister, your moms, whoever Pretend you really love. Pretend they made a fake love. account and yep. asked a question on your Q&A. What would yep. you really say? And the reason is because we've seen some of these very masculine men that I've, that I've followed have answered people very toxically. Somebody on the Q&A says, hey, mm-hmm. thinking about committing suicide, I'm, I'm in a dark place. How do I pull myself out? And their response is... You just fucking pull yourself out. God. You man up. You show up. You God. woman up. It's like, wait, I can <sighs> I can see how like you're trying to drag somebody across, and that's not cool, but whatever. But when you said, imagine if that person's yeah, daughter he's famous. wrote that. He's, he's famous. very famous. He's got almost Mil- a million followers, yeah. maybe more. Yeah. And he's got teenagers, 
And I was like, what if his daughter is so depressed? Yeah. Some, some of the pictures, I can just read her energy. She's not a happy person. So what if she was so depressed and her dad's always too busy being macho millionaire yeah. dude? And so she was like, I never get to talk to him, and I'm also afraid to talk to him, so I know how. He does Q&As every day. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go make a fake account and ask what I really wish I could ask yeah. in person. And if he just told his daughter, man the fuck up. Stru- well, one of them. Struggling with, uh, struggling with lupus. Mm-hmm. What do you think I should do to help get my health on track? Get the fuck up. Get over it. My daughter has lupus, and she blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. But if that was his daughter, and he didn't know... It would crush her. It would crush her. And then if he actually thought of it that way, he would reflect and be like, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. So how we show up on social media, who we follow, who we choose to follow, and what they're saying. That's why I stutter so much in podcasts now. It's not because I don't know what I want to say. I know exactly what I want to say, but I have to be so selective and think, who is this going to offend? My words are powerful now. They are. I've got hundreds of thousands of people listening to this. That's scary. I want to go back and delete some of my old episodes because it's like, oh my God. But I keep them up because I firmly believe that you resonate with the message you need to hear in that moment. Yes. I know there are hundreds of thousands of people who have been my ride or die since day one, but they've just gradually stopped listening because I don't have a message for them anymore. They needed to hear something specific from two years ago with where I was at in my mind. They got it. Now their spirit guides, their angels are carrying them on to the next person. Or they're growing with you. They're they're going through the journey with you. I think that's a big part of Mm -hmm. the people who follow you is they go back and they hear, or if they just started today, somebody could be going through a divorce and right. they can hear your journey through it. And then they listen to the next episode and see where you're at today and then where you're at tomorrow. And it's like, oh my God, I'm going to use... Yeah. But that's where you do. You have to be um, you have to be authentic in the life you're mm-hmm. living, which you are, because somebody is going to follow that advice. And if they're going to follow that advice, what would you want your child... What advice would you want your child to follow? Yeah. Be that person. How are you and I healing from lying to each other? How do we how do we trust each other? Do you trust me right now? Yes, I do. I was gonna say I trust you too. I do. Isn't I, that weird? Aren't we supposed to say the opposite? I think when I look at the the lies versus the real truths, you know what helped me get through it? Is when you said you got naked and I knew you really hadn't. But then when you really got... When we say getting naked, we don't mean stripping our physical clothes off. We mean... Emotionally. Emotionally. Like, just be transparent with me. That's what we call getting naked. When you got very vulnerable and quote-unquote naked just a few days ago, I felt... I felt it. Mm -hmm. There's just something about when somebody gets real that you can feel. And coming from being a bullshitter, I can sniff out bullshit... And so I know when somebody's given me like half of their vulnerability, and that's fine. But there's always going to be a piece of me that's like, I don't know. I need you to be transparent. I think we all want people to be transparent. See? And when you got transparent, like really transparent, it was like, wow. You can sniff out bullshit. I'll give you that. But your traumas can also create a bigger story. Bullshit. Yeah, absolutely. As with everything. Yeah, absolutely. I can say I'm intuitive. I I can feel things, but I also have to remember that I have ego-based protection mechanisms that aren't intuition. God, it's so hard being a human. It is. I I trust you, though, because at the end of the day, there's nothing you can do to hurt me. Mm -hmm. 
there's the key. And that's why I, I mean, obviously I would care if it was a huge lie about yeah. something very big, but if you tell me white lies, it's like, whatever. I just, I'm so rooted and whole and happy in who I am. And love isn't love if there's not great risk yeah. of you cheating or betraying on those boundaries. Yeah. But um, I just, there's so many bigger things than little lies about the minuscule things we have lied about. I know you always say a lie is a lie. So if you lied to me about sexually cheating on me, or if you lied to me about texting someone something innocent, it's a lie. And I don't disagree. But I don't care if you text somebody something stupid. I don't need to know. Yeah. If you cheat on me, I need to know. Yeah. That, I think that's where I got the other day when we sat on the beach is I told myself, well, she cheated on you, which is your ultimate betrayal, which is your ultimate pain. For whatever reason it is, that's my ultimate pain. How long would it take me to get back on my horse and be completely fine. And I was like, sure it'd take me a little bit, but at the end of the day, do I know I would be fine after a while? Yes, would I always love you and miss you and maybe long to be with my best friend? Of course, but would I be okay? Yes. So therefore, nothing that you could- You're untouchable. As toxic masculinity likes to say, I'm unfuckwithable. Yes, you have to be. It's the best quote ever that before you get into a relationship, you should really work on being whole and complete by yourself and your partner, your friends, your family, your coworkers. These are accessories to an already whole being. Because yes, you can say, I am afraid of my partner cheating or lying on lying to me, but it's not going to completely demolish me. Maybe yeah. for a day you can cry, you can weep, but to know like, okay, that'll hurt, probably won't eat for a few days, but... I will be okay, Mm -hmm. then it's like, now I can just enjoy the liberation of just being able to love them every day. Yeah. And not sit and think, I need to go through their phone. Why is it going off so much? What's the, let me go through their laptop and look at their photos so I can prove, prove, prove. That's your ego. No different than being on Instagram, looking at those quotes. If you're with a partner and you see, like, somebody's texting them quite a bit, let me go through their phone when they're in the shower, they hear, they hear, grab it, go. Go through it. You're going to find something that, triggers you if you we have a rule over here if we feel like oh i want to go through their phone and look for something stop drop immediately and say hey i feel like i want to go through your phone or your laptop or your diary or something because i just feel something's off can we talk yeah Yeah. there's nothing wrong with having those impulses of ooh, their ipad sitting there I want to go through it. Yeah, we all come from But you just communicate it. Just tell your partner. You think that they would be like, you psycho? Why do you want to go through my shit? If they're not really rooted in who they are, they might say that. But if you came to me or any healthy partnership said, hey, I'm struggling. Something feels off between us. And I want to go through your phone. I'm not going to, but can we talk? Yeah. I would be like, thank you for respecting my space. And thank you also for being honest. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk. What feels off? Yeah. Yeah. How easy is that? Yeah, because at the end of the day, it actually isn't even about what you think you might find. It's about right. it's the right. trauma that it's stirring up. Exactly. But it's, it's immaturity to be like, well, if I find the proof, then I can either A, hang it over their head, or B, put it in their face, be like, what's this? Yeah. It's so silly. That's yeah. so childish. Just straight go to them and say, got a feeling. Yeah. I agree with you. So, okay, we have a lot to do. We have business. You have school. Somebody's going to the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, and he goes by the name of FJ. <laughs> In school. Yes, you got to go get to school. We'll talk more about that later because this is already long enough. 
but thank you guys for holding space for us and for always loving us and supporting us through our ups and downs. It is not, it's been the most beautiful relationship straight out of a movie, just as it looks on Instagram. It is that juicy, even better. But it also has been the most challenging that I've ever been in in my life. You'll find out if you were whole before your relationship. Oh, yeah. Once you're in one, that is safe enough for you to release what you thought you already released. Mm -hmm. You'll find out. Yeah. I love this relationship. I don't, I would love to plan to be with you forever and ever. Amen. But I'm smart enough to know that you shouldn't plan. You should just be present every day and show up the best way you can and be honest and have integrity and communicate, communicate, communicate. Yeah. That's why I'm working on right now telling you each and every day, thank you for letting me love you and you loving me today. That's all that matters. Whatever happens will happen. Just don't cheat on me. (laughs) I know. That is our boundaries, (laughs) cheating. I'm telling you right now, I wouldn't hate you. If it was like some long, drawn-out affair for like three months that I didn't know, first of all, I would know. Yeah. Second of all, like if it was just like, hey, I went out with my friends last night and I had sex with someone. Nah, I couldn't. Well, I'm glad just, that that's. I'm glad that there's pieces of our life though that we have healed, uh-huh. and that and, and being those aspects are yeah. things that I know for a fact that we don't even have to worry about. So no, that's cool. Start saying like we've both cheated before, so we know what that juice, that squeeze for that juice feels like. Yeah. Just fucking go to you and say, listen, I think I'm falling out of love because the idea of somebody else sounds really good right now. Yeah. Please help. Communicate. Communicate. Bottom line, communicate. communicate. There's your title Sign for the podcast. Sign your 34 and almost 33-year-old selves. Yep. We're wise motherfuckers. That is. <laughs> and sometimes I feel cringy. I'm like, I don't even want to post this because I was a lot. I was very vulnerable. I was very open. But then I remember our sinistry in astrology. We have Jupiter in the 11th, which is people who are best friends and share their relationship on a mass scale. 11th house rules, social media, networks, the whole world, communities. So I just remember, like, we have that golden stamp of, is this what you guys came here to do? Somebody needs this, too. There's somebody. There's somebody today that doesn't have to go through what we've been through by listening to this and going home and having a conversation with their partner and saying, hey, I almost came home and told you to fuck off. (laughs) But instead of that, I listened to Steph's podcast today. And I'd like to ask you, you've seemed this way lately. Why is that? And somebody's going to have vulnerable conversations based on us sharing our vulnerabilities and it's going to save it's going to save people wow imagine that shitty day we had a few days ago being saving hundreds and if not thousands of couples from experiencing that yeah yeah look at your eyeballs you're like yeah would have been I think of me it would have been nice if I'd have heard something like this like this before I walked in and then I could have said you know what hey I'm not feeling good right now I'm I'm going to probably avoid Talking. Talking to you all day because I really want to figure out why yeah. I'm upset at you. Deborah Silverman, my astrologer, she posted something really good about anger yesterday. Mm-hmm. When she was a mom, she had a temper, as we all do. We get tired and worn out. And she would announce to everyone in the house, like, mean mom is on her way in. So either clear the house, stop talking to me, but mean mom is, she's coming around the corner. Get out of my way. Sounds crazy, but, you know, she was a psychologist for 20 years before she was an astrologer. She knows her shit. I love that. So we've created, like, in the motorhome, we said, okay, if temperatures flare, (laughs) like, heated, 
temperaments go crazy, you need to be the one to leave because we normally we don't know where we are. It's not safe for me to just get out and go. Yeah. You need to be the one to say, okay, I'm out. I'm fucking out. Slam yeah. the door as you leave. Just leave. Yeah. And now we say, okay, if things are getting so out of control that you just can't bite your tongue, neither one of us can. We should come us, up with names for each one of us, though, because that helps identify, too, in those moments. Like she would say, mean mom is here. Yeah. Or they would say, mean mom I would here. just say, listen, I'm about to be a bitch. So if you would like to leave, or I'm going to, one of us needs to go take a breath, because it's going to get narsos well, if I'm, we don't. I'm Baby J on my good days, so I would be like, Devil J is about to show <laughs> up. <laughs> Saint J is here. So Tell him the Texans on his way in. There you go, Tom him the Texan. <laughs> yeah, Tom the Texan's walking in with his six-shooter no, right wait, now. No, but you're like, I know well enough that when we are pissed, we are not going to. Especially you. You are not going to say that. You get all Virgo. Like, I see behind your eyes the details pouring in. It's oh, like, God. there is no joking with that Virgo when he's pissed. I hate that I have a Virgo still in I can see I the spreadsheets it. flying out of your eye. <laughs> Microsoft Word, Excel. Yes, activated. Oh, God. So anyways, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for holding space for us. Um, I hope this helps. Me Someone too. out there, there's no... Do you think there's any relationship out there where they've never lied to each other, betrayed each other, said mean things to each other they didn't mean? No, because I've seen 80-year-olds who love each other more than ever sitting beside each other today, and when you hear that they cheated on each other when they were 30, mm-hmm. or you know they used to yell at each other in their 20s, but yet you see where they're at today, and it's like, wow. They alchemize <sighs> that poison into medicine. Yeah, there, there's boundaries you shouldn't cross, but... People are going to cross boundaries, and it's what they do after that makes them who they are. Mm-hmm. So I would say look at what somebody does after to yep. determine what's going to happen, if it's going to happen again, how it's going to happen. Nobody's perfect. Go. Nobody, No human's perfect, therefore no relationship is perfect. Nope. And just the... The summary of this episode is just be careful. Just be careful going on Instagram. I know Instagram is like smoking a cigarette. It is a hit to make you feel better. It really is. It's chemically proven in your brain to give you a hit of dopamine. So, of course, when you're getting a nasty fight with someone, it's like, give me that phone. If I can't have a glass of wine or light a cigarette, give me that phone, especially social media, Mm -hmm. to let me sloth out and turn my brain off because this ain't fun. And it can get dangerous because then you feed the fire of being pissed. Yeah. So caution of Instagram toxic psychology, use it wisely because it's the greatest tool but also the worst. We love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for still showing up when... We are now posting just when it feels right instead of weekly. I'm just doing it when it feels good, and this needed to come out. So I hope you guys enjoy. Thank you, Baby J. I love you, Baby Girl. I love you, too. Love you guys. Bye.